Knowing that my life is going to change after the summer is just so exciting. It feels really unknown, but what I do know is it's going to be really good. Hi lovely people, welcome to the diary of an ex-teacher navigating the world of well-being. I'm Ashley, known on social media as Mindful Miss Green, and in this podcast, I'll share my experiences of leaving teaching after 14 years and how I'm now navigating my new career in the world of well-being. Every episode, I'll share some tips on improving your well-being through positive psychology, science and coaching, and I'll basically have a blather about the constant journey of trying to be well in a world where there's so much to grapple with. We all want to flourish, so let's do it together. So in you come, and let's have a wee chat. Hope, hope, hope. (laughs) This little episode is going to be all about hope and optimism and how that can also support boosting your overall well-being. So at the beginning, that little bit from a diary um, was on a day where I'd woken up and had different conversations about the future with different people and had done a little task um, that I mentioned in the previous episode when I was talking about imposter syndrome. I did a little task where I looked at my own strengths and it's led me on to a really nice hopeful feeling. So on the day that I wrote that in the diary entry, I'd woken up feeling particularly hopeful and optimistic, which is lovely because if you've been following this podcast, you'll know that I've had like ups and downs and a bit of an emotional roller coaster. So it's actually really lovely to talk about hope. So I'm going to chat a bit about that and share with you one of the positive psychology interventions that I've actually done quite a few times in my life and I did it again recently um, just to kind of document this hope and exciting and it, the exercise is designed to boost that. So hope is a word that we're all so familiar with, you know, it touches our lives all the time. Lots of people feel hopeful about so many different things in life and It's also a character strength, which I talked a little bit about last week. Um, I think it's like number five or six on my character strength report, which is nice. And that one surprised me a little bit. But then when I actually sat and reflected on it, I thought, no, you are hopeful in certain ways. You know, I've just got things in my life that I never give up on, even though I feel at times I feel like I could. But there's always this little spark in my, my heart of hope. So hope really is positive expectations of the future. And again, there's some agency connected to that about being motivated and taking action towards the positive, hopeful things that you want to happen in your life. So quite often when I read things about hope um, in my books or online, there's there's often a conversation where hope and optimism are interconnected. There's so many interesting things about the benefits of pessimism as well, but we won't go into them in this episode. And although I'll talk a little bit about optimism, I think hope is the kind of main theme. So, like I mentioned last week, I had talked about imposter syndrome and how I'd been kind of experiencing that. And my plan was to look at my top strength of appreciation and beauty and excellence and kind of turn that towards myself and write down all the skills and things that I have and that are going to help me in my new well-being role when that starts after the summer. 
I really enjoyed it actually, although initially I did find it a bit tricky because you almost get this feeling of like, you know, gosh, am I being a bit big-headed? Am I being a bit arrogant? But this is a fine line between confidence and arrogance, but I think it's something that so many of us are not really familiar with is being so positive about ourselves and, you know, patting ourselves on the back. So I got through the task and I really enjoyed it towards the end and again like I said it kind of evoked hope and optimism um, I was already excited about the new job that I have coming up but what it really helped to do was make me aware of um, all the hopes that I have for the future within that job you know I know what I'm going to be doing and I'm so excited for it all and I'm also now really hopeful about just how well it's going to go which is lovely um, also, when I was thinking about hope and reading a little bit, it's one of the character strengths that are most connected to life satisfaction and well-being, which is a really lovely thought, you know. So even um, if you haven't done your character strength survey or you haven't really sat and reflected about how hopeful you feel about certain areas of your life, it's nice to know that it actually is connected to life satisfaction and, and well-being. So it's definitely worth looking at different areas like relationships or work and thinking about how does hope touch that for you. Another thing um, I've been reading about also is, well, with character strengths, there's like an overuse and an underuse of each strength, which again goes into so much more depth. And it was a bit about if you've got too much hope, it can almost be like Pollyanna-ish. (laughs) And Pollyanna was a children's character who was just so optimistic and hopeful about absolutely everything, almost to the point that people would get annoyed with her, like, oh, here she goes again. And also Susan Jeffers, who wrote the book Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, she talks a little bit about Pollyanna and, you know, she connects it to, like, positive self-talk and things. So, of course, there is a place for being too optimistic and unrealistic expectations, but finding that golden mean, that golden place of optimal strength use, optimal hope um, can be really beneficial for us. So it's just nice to talk about this a bit more in terms of what's coming for me in the future. Now I've had some messages from teachers and they've been saying you know they've been thinking about a career move for a while but they're not sure what to do or how to go about that so I will do an episode kind of outlining some of the steps that I had taken. Um, I did end up leaving the classroom and leaving teaching a lot earlier than I had planned because it was kind of part of my five-year plan Um, but again I'd love to share some of those um, steps that I had already started and what those my plan initially was until I ended up changing it and coming out of the classroom a bit earlier so I'm happy to do an episode about that I think it'd be great Um, because that is connected to hope you know there are many people not just in teaching, but different careers who are hopeful that they will progress through the career that they're in or they're hopeful that they'll be able to do something else that they really love. So perhaps um, the kind of well-being theme of this episode and the intervention I'm going to talk about can actually help you with that. So I will do an episode about that very soon. Um, So again, back to hope. (laughs) There's the exercise I was talking about that is connected to hope and optimism is called best possible self 
So this is something I mentioned before that I've done a few times. The most recent was actually when I was in a um, health retreat in Spain, which was summer of 2021. And if you remember that time, it was kind of restricted and lockdowns all over the place and red amber green countries and everything so the UAE had moved to amber I think for the UK but I had to basically spend 11 days somewhere else before I could get home to then quarantine for 10 days but I was just so desperate to see my family. I had been through a year of depression, therapy, um, all while trying to keep my life together Um, again an episode for another time but I was just so desperate to get home and going to this wellness retreat that I'd actually been to five years previously um, it was so lovely and I was really really lucky to be in a financial position that I could do that so I went there for 10 days and as I was sitting on a little balcony outside the pool um, I did the best possible self-exercise and It sounds silly, but even though I was in this most gorgeous place and it was so nurturing and I was really treating myself well, the food is all vegan, the people around me were just gorgeous and I met such nice people and life was good, you know, but because sometimes with the way that you're feeling inside, it's just you need to work a bit harder to, you know, really notice and feel the things around you. So I decided to really take care of myself when I was there and something that I know had worked for me previously was this best possible self-exercise. I'd actually written about it for one of my uni assignments like three years prior and the researcher, it was from King 2001, so you know it's a good 22 years old now and there's like a lot of variations have come since then but it's always like a go-to for me. So the initial exercise, what you do is for four nights, you sit and write for like 20 minutes each night and you imagine yourself in 10 years as if all your most wild dreams and desires and everything has all come true. So you can write in the present tense and for example, when I was sitting in the retreat and it's just so lovely I was writing things that I admired about that place that I wanted to have for myself you know a big dream for me would be to have a well-being center somewhere in the world so I was writing as if I was at my own well-being retreat center with my family and children which at the minute I don't have um you know but I was writing as if that was going to be my life and it's just such a, a boost an optimism boosting exercise. So I tried to put a little twist on it myself for um, you know the next year because normally you look 10 years and you do it that way but I decided because I enjoy this exercise so much that I was going to do the same thing for a year in advance. Um, Talking about my new job, how much I'd be earning, relationship, family, hobbies, you know goals ambition and all of those things so again hope and optimism has definitely been boosted for me so initially when I wrote about it for a uni assignment there's actually a scientific measurement scale you can use I will link it in the notes for this episode it's called lot r and it's just a little questionnaire and you tick it off and it measures kind of optimism before levels before and after 
uh, you do the intervention but you don't actually have to do that it's just a really nice kind of journaling experience and if you like writing um, or even if you don't like writing this can be a good boost to you know get you back into that because there's so much power and journaling and writing down what's inside um so yeah I decided to do this one again I didn't measure it using the scale I just wrote about it um you know just to because I like doing the exercise and um, I did that over four nights for 20 minutes each night which to be honest is hard to find because as I record these I'm still in school so there's a lot going on like reports um parents nights are coming up there's just all these different things from my work that take up quite a lot of my mental capacity just now but I knew that this exercise would just be so valuable for the kind of journey that I've been on in terms of imposter syndrome and hopefulness and things and I just knew this would be a a good benefit for me so I'd love if you could try this best possible self-exercise um the measurement scales there if you want it but all you do um like I said before four nights in a row write for 20 minutes each night with no distractions and put yourself in your best life your best possible self 10 years in the future or you can do it a year in advance just like I did, but that's not the actual scientific one that I'd read about before. So I'd love to hear how you got on with that. And, you know, hope again, if you've done your character strength survey, check out where hope lands on there for you. And there's loads of different interventions you can do to strengthen that, um, to strengthen that strength. <laughs> So thanks for joining me here as we talk about hope and optimism. And as always, I like to finish with a little quote. This hope is from Helen Keller and it's very short and sweet, but it just got me right in the heart. Hope sees the invisible, feels the intangible and achieves the impossible. thank you so much for being here I never actually thought I'd ever be able to pull a podcast together tech-wise so the fact that I have and the fact that you've listened to it just means the world thank you so much do leave a review if you can and also I'd be so grateful if you could share with anyone that you think might be interested teachers people looking for a career change or anyone that's interested in the well-being themes that we've talked about here thank you so much reach out to me on social media at mindful miss green I'd love to talk to you and hear any thoughts comments to questions and visit my website mindfulnessgreen.com for loads of free resources and also if you're interested in coaching or any of the education and school programs that we've got going on at the wellbeing center do get in touch take care be well and thanks again so much